Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from the Aaron Rodgers star in the Chicago Bears Walk of Fame, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you tonight? I mean, I, I don't think any of us are as good as Aaron Rodgers. Um, we, we're probably also not as good as Dwayne Smoot, the Jaguars defensive lineman who delivered his own daughter in his living room earlier this week. So it's been a real action-packed week around the league. <laughs> it has been, and we haven't even hit Aaron Rodgers' uh, Halloween costume yet. I guess we're not going to find that out for another 10 days or so. <laughs> we're all going to be waiting with bated breath. I mean, I think. I think justifiably so. Uh, so how yeah, are how are you feeling going into uh, into this bye week with everybody on? A, I mean, six teams, but it feels like everyone on a bye. It does, especially running back. There's a lot of good running backs out this week, but um, yeah, it's it's that part of the season. I mean, you know, we're we're yeah. halfway through. After this week, we'll be halfway through most uh, fantasy teams. Uh, regular seasons and yeah, it's getting down to to crunch time a little bit here, but um, the bias just make it more fun. So I had a couple things I want to run by you quickly, if I could get your reaction to them. Um, Yeah. um, Unless you want to tell people how to find us first and then I can bite my tongue. Well, I guess we can do that. Let's get crazy. Uh, we will be here for a whole hour, as we are every Wednesday night, from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If this is your first time, welcome. I don't know what's taking you so long. We are north of 200 episodes and no signs of slowing down. Um, obviously, one week just not going to be – or one hour a week is just not going to be enough of us. So you can find us all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And like I said, we are with you every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll be giving you all of the injury report, news, notes, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, or game predictions, and some daily fantasy value picks at the end of the show. So, what you got this week? A um, couple things for you. First, you know, there's a lot of chatter today about uh, Deshaun Watson potentially on his way to Miami. So, I guess this is a two-part question. You know, one, are you would you invest in him at all? And two, if you were holding. Uh, to a Tagovailoa at this point, especially in a dynasty league, would you be worried at all? Um, yes and no. <laughs> in that, I might be a little worried about having Tua as my only quarterback in a dynasty league, just because I'm not sure long term what you're going to get out of him. Um, I don't think he's going to be losing his job to Deshaun Watson. Um, for whatever reason, today it seems like everybody's decided Deshaun Watson is on the move. Um, a lot of reports are saying Miami. I've heard from some people it's not happening. I hope it's not. I've also heard that there's three team deals in place and he'd end up in Washington. The whole thing looks like a hot mess. Um, I am in a league where about an hour ago someone just picked him up off the waiver wire and I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but well, I don't thing, I just think, don't understand. I, like, I just, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to waste a roster spot on him I mean unless you're in like a 20 team league like I just don't understand how you get to a point where you think that a he's actually going to end up somewhere 
B, that a team's going to start him at some point that's going to give you any fantasy value, and C, that the league is going to let that happen. <laughs> like, I just yeah, I don't think more, enough stars can align for C, that to work. Yeah, because yeah, when, even when got Anderson is not convicted civil. of anything, but, like, it's not a great look for the league, who's already got a bit of a problem after John Gruden. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're suspending – people for, you know, using pot and stuff, you know, that right. seems to pale in comparison to what he's been accused of over 20 times. So, you know, how does the league just turn a blind eye to that? And if people are just picking him up, you know, do they just think the league is going to look the other way and say, sure, you know, go ahead? I mean... I don't know how any team yeah. gets it through their ownership and their PR people and their lawyers to okay bringing him in. Like, I just don't know how how anyone gets to that point. Maybe Washington does because it seems to be a free-for-all. But, like, I, I just don't see any way that he's going to give you any fantasy value. Uh, I I think he's fully capable of doing it if he were actually to, you know, to play. But I just, you know, I'm with you. I just don't see the that there's any way the NFL lets him play before his legal situation is resolved. But, um, you right, know, which his I'm deposition isn't even until there. February. Hey, there's no chance that happens this season. Yeah, I just, I I don't understand it. But, you know, then again, you're talking to a guy who picked up uh, Josh Gordon a few weeks ago and has gotten zilch <laughs> for his return. So maybe if I At had Josh Gordon. At least he's tried to rehab himself. <laughs> Yeah, and he's on a, and he's on an active NFL roster right now. Yes, yeah, so, that that really helps you know. when it comes to fantasy football. So I've learned over the years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, we've picked up a few things so, along yeah, the way. I, just, I, I don't understand the Deshaun Watson hype right now. I mean, sure, if he didn't have the legal problems and if he were actually you know active on Sundays for a team and starting for them, I would say. Sure, yeah. go for it. But, uh, in that case, I mean, the team that's paying drafted. him millions of dollars won't even put him on the active roster. <laughs> like, they're the yeah, ones with well, everything to lose. Yeah. yeah when you think Davis Mills is a better option for your team right now than Deshaun Watson, well, that should tell you something. Yeah. Things are not going well for poor Davis Mills. <laughs> feel badly for him. <laughs> Maybe Cleveland will buy him at a garage sale. Maybe. Baker's going to have some time on his hands to put together a good one coming up. I, I hope there's some really nice commercials coming down the pipeline. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, um, I digress. That's all we can hope uh, for. Anybody hurt this week? <laughs> anybody on a buy this week? Well, just a few. So as as we talked about, it is it is buy-a-get-in. We have six teams on a buy and about 87 people on the injury report. Um, Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, the Chargers, uh, Vikings, and Steelers all on a bye this week. So pretty much any healthy running back and wide receiver off the board. <laughs> we got a lot of waiver wire work to do. Um, with the injuries, I would like to start with maybe the most important position in the league, and that is kicker, which I know is one that you hold near and dear to your heart. <laughs> Because it has been a tough week for kickers. The Colts put Rodrigo Blankenship on the IR with a hip injury. The Jaguars cut Josh Lambeau. The Washington football team released Dustin Hopkins, who's been there forever, to sign a kicker 
whose last name, I am not kidding, is actually Blewett. Chris Blewett, who has last attempted a kick in an actual game in 2016 when he was playing at Pitt. That season, he also missed several extra points. So things in Washington continue to be chaos, but there is one bright spot in the kicking world, and that is that the Saints have designated Will Lutz to return from IR from his abdominal issue, so the Saints are getting marginally healthier. In other news... to sign Josh Lambeau. <laughs> I'm never happen, I mean, but... I don't understand why we don't have this Lambo Lambo thing going on yet. I, this should have happened immediately. He got cut today. He should already be on a plane to Green Bay. I don't understand. Just let him punt. Yeah, they, I mean, I Green mean, Bay should have cut Crosby as soon as Justin Lambeau was available. You know, well, apparently we're ago, just cutting guys because happen. they missed one or two field goals. Everybody in the league should be out of a job, is my understanding. But, I mean, Blewett is a very unfortunate name for a kicker, I have to say. It's not great. Well, we still have an excuse if he misses. That's true. It's almost as good as Graham Gano was when people could just cheer Gano for time Yeah. Um, I still think Ryan Suckoff is my favorite kicker name of all time. That's the best. That's the best. They're calling um, – But Blue will be a Chris Blewett fan. Yeah, I think so. I think he's gonna he's gonna rock it to the top of Blue's favorite player list. <laughs> I mean, someone might have to teach him how to kick again, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, in other NFC East news, the Eagles finally traded tight end Zach Ertz. He traded him to the Cardinals on Friday morning after he caught a touchdown Thursday night uh, for a quarterback and a draft pick. I was very disappointed to learn that there is actually a rule saying you can't play for two teams in two different games in one week because that was really something I was looking forward to out of this. The deal had actually been in place since Tuesday, but if you remember on Tuesday, Dallas Goddard last week was put on the COVID list, so they hung on to him and didn't sign the deal until Friday morning. Um, Worth noting, Dallas Goddard still on the COVID list. <laughs> um, if I'm but, not mistaken, years and years ago, Randy Moss was actually traded mid-season, and I don't know if it was from the Raiders to the Vikings or what the trade was, but I think he was traded mid-season, mm-hmm. and it turned out that you know the team he was being traded from um, hadn't had their bye week already, and the team he was traded to already had their bye week, so he ended up playing an extra game over the course of the season without running afoul of the NFL rules the way uh, Zach Ertz would have That's pretty if he had wanted to play on Sunday. My dream was really to see him catch a touchdown as an Eagle and a Cardinal all in the same week. I really wanted to see that happen, but unfortunately, going to have to wait till this week to see that. I want to see some player traded in the middle of the game and do that for both teams in the same game, or if there were a suspended no, game not? like baseball where you can be traded and then months later you're playing in the resumption of the same game for the other team. That's I would like to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. I want these weird things to happen, but the Players Association has killed all of our joy, as they do over Kill and over. Joys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're right behind the guy who does the scheduling on our, on our list of things we were disappointed with. Um, there are things um, we're going to be disappointed which, with this week. I want to have a word with whoever did the late games this week, but we'll get <sighs> to that. Brutal. Brutal. First, let's talk about how terrible the Browns injury report looks, because tomorrow night's game is going to be a tough one. As you probably saw, Baker Mayfield dislocated his shoulder last week, had someone pop it back in in the blue tent, and then went back out and finished the game. 
probably was no longer a partially torn labrum, but probably a fully torn one at this point. Um, he said yesterday he's going to play. It's his call. And then the team this morning said, actually, it's not his call. He's not going to play this week. So Case Keenum is going to be the starter for the Browns tomorrow night. Uh, running back Kareem Hunt got put on the IR with calf injury. He got carted off during last week's game. Nick Chubb also ruled out again this week with a calf injury. So Dearness Johnson is your next man up. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is questionable with a shoulder injury. He has not practiced all week. He's very questionable going into this weekend. And wide receiver Jarvis Landry was designated to return from IR last week, did not play in last week's game. He's coming back from that sprained knee. He's not practicing this week and has, quote, less than a 50% chance to play tomorrow night. So doesn't sound like he's going to be out there. Also, half their defensive players are questionable as well. So it's going to be a tough look for the Browns, but it is Thursday night and weird stuff always happens. So if there's any way they can overcome it, it might be this week. On the Denver side of things, quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is listed as questionable with foot and quad injuries. He's been limited to practice. He's going to play this week. Teddy, two gloves will be out there. In Arizona, we talked about last week, they had a little bit of a COVID outbreak that ultimately also got Coach Cliff Kingsbury. He was not able to be on the sideline last week. He is going to be back this week. Worth noting over the weekend, two more defensive players tested positive for COVID and were put on the COVID list, and Chandler Jones still has not been taken off the COVID list as of today, so keep an eye on that. It may still be going around in Arizona. In Atlanta, the Falcons are going to have Calvin Ridley back after he missed the London game for personal reasons, and they had a bye last week. It also looks like wide receiver Russell Gage is going to be back for the first time in a couple of weeks. He returned to practice today. He's been dealing with an ankle injury, and it looks like he's got a pretty decent chance of playing this weekend. In Baltimore, running back Latavius Murray is dealing with a sprained ankle. He's not practicing, probably won't most of the week. He's going to be a game-time decision, so have a plan B there. Also, Sammy Watkins is not practicing with a thigh injury. He didn't play last week. He is a notoriously slow healer, so it is certainly possible he's not going to be playing this week. I would have a plan B there as well. Buffalo is on a bye this week, but it is something you need to keep in mind that tight end Dawson Knox had surgery today to repair a fracture in his hand that he suffered during Sunday's game. He originally was saying he didn't think he'd miss any time, but I guess someone took an x-ray and told him otherwise, so he's going to be out for the next few weeks. You're going to need a new tight end. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Keep an eye on the waiver wire here in a little bit. We'll help fix that problem for you. In Carolina, newly acquired cornerback Stephon Gilmore started practicing this week. He's eligible to come off the pup list, and it looks like he's on track to try to play this weekend. So keep that in mind when you're looking at uh, your scores. Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, we for the last two weeks thought he was going to play. They were thinking he was going to, and then they put him on IR on Saturday. So he's going to miss the next three games at least with this hamstring injury that seems to never go away. In Chicago, uh, both wide receivers, Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson, uh, are dealing with injuries. Mooney was limited at practice today with a groin injury. He's questionable, but looks like he's on track to play. Allen Robinson, however, did not practice. He's dealing with an ankle injury, and that's going to come down to game time. So, again, backup plan must be in place. Also, running back Damian Williams is still on the COVID list. He missed last week's game, and it looks like he's probably not going to be activated in time for this week's game. He does not have his two negative tests yet. So it looks like Khalil Herbert is going to get the bulk of the carries again. In other running back COVID news, uh, Bengals running back Samaj P. Ryan Still also not activated off the COVID list. He also missed last week's game, and unless you see him by Friday, he's not playing this week. Dallas is on a bye this week, but keep in mind that Dak Prescott did leave the stadium in a walking boot uh, for what they're calling a strained calf. And on the flip side of that, Michael Gallup, wide receiver who's been on IR the entire season, that's six weeks with a strained calf, the exact same injury. 
is maybe going to try to return to practice this week and maybe might come play after the bye. So if you're looking for a waiver wire pickup that you don't need right away, he might be an option. In Detroit, um, Motor City Dan Campbell did not cry in his post-game press conference. He did, however, say Jared Goff maybe isn't trying hard enough at quarterback, which probably isn't going over well. Uh, tight end TJ Hawkinson is not practicing with a knee injury. He's questionable. He will play unless there's some kind of setback. And running back DeAndre Swift was limited to practice with a groin injury. Uh, he's questionable but on track to play. But, again, keep an eye on that as the week goes. Out in Houston, not only are the rumors of Deshaun Watson potentially getting traded, which is absurd, but quarterback Tyrod Taylor is still dealing with that hamstring injury. He has not yet been designated to return from the IR. He has made progress, they're saying, but Davis Mills is still going to start this week. When Taylor is healthy, it'll be his job to come back to, but he needs to actually get on the practice field before that happens, so it certainly won't be this week. Also, wide receiver Danny Amendola is still not playing, despite the fact for the last three weeks they thought this was the week dealing with hamstring injury. The list is questionable. I really wouldn't, wouldn't put all my hopes and dreams on Danny Amendola. In Indianapolis, <clears throat> it looked like things were getting better. They got T.Y. Hilton back last week from his neck injury, and then he was proceeded to be knocked out of the game in the second half with a quad injury. He is very questionable coming into this weekend. They don't want to rush anything, so keep an eye on that. They also lost wide receiver Paris Campbell to a foot injury. They put him on IR and he could potentially be done for the season. They're not sure how severe it is just yet, but it doesn't look good. In Kansas City, Chiefs wide receiver Tyree Kill is not practicing with a quad injury. He is going to play. Don't worry about that. In out west, in Rams country, running back Sony Michelle is dealing with a shoulder injury. They're calling him questionable, but he is going to play this week. In Miami, who Maybe we'll be employing Deshaun Watson if you listen to Twitter. (laughs) The wide receivers, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, were both limited to practice. They're both questionable coming into this week. Parker's dealing with shoulder and hamstring injuries, and Williams is dealing with a groin injury. Um, Neither one of them generally are the healthiest. They try to play through it. I would think you have some better options, though. The Saints designated wide receiver Traquan Smith to return from IR this week from his hamstring injury, which is a great sign. They need to get a little healthier. Um, Unfortunately, it does look like wide receiver Michael Thomas is still, quote, multiple weeks away with that ankle injury. So the uh, saga continues with Michael Thomas in the Saints. (laughs) Quarterback Taysom Hill, uh, we saw him get that nasty concussion going into the bye week. He is still questionable, has not officially come out of the concussion protocol, so keep that in mind for the game this week. In New York, Sherpa's Giants are hurting in pretty much every area right now. Wide receiver Darius Slayton was limited to practice today with hamstring injury. He's probably the healthiest of the bunch, so he's got a pretty good chance to play this week. Running back Saquon Barkley is still not practicing with an ankle injury. He didn't play last week. He's questionable going into this week. It's probably going to be game-time decision. Uh, wide receiver Kadarius Tony re-injured his ankle early in last week's game. He's not practicing going into this weekend. And wide receiver Kenny Galladay is not practicing, did not play last week. He's dealing with a knee injury. He is very questionable going into the weekend. Uh, if you are any good at catching the football, you have any kind of height, maybe a little speed, give the Giants a call. They are interested. <laughs> The Jets tight end Tyler Croft is not practicing. He's dealing with a back injury, so keep an eye on that. He's very questionable going into the weekend. As I mentioned, the Eagles traded away Zach Ertz this week, and Dallas Goddard still has not been activated from the COVID list. So if he does not play, Jack Stoll would be your tight end one this week. And they did just designate 
backup backup tight end Tyreek Jackson to come back from IR. He's been dealing with a back injury, so those would be your two tight ends in Philadelphia this week, which is not ideal. <laughs> and some good news for Philadelphia, uh, tackle Lane Johnson has returned to the team. He's been gone for the last two weeks dealing with mental health issues. He's dealing with depression and anxiety, and good for him for coming out, talking about taking some time to take care of himself. They're calling him day-to-day. It's really going to be up to him whether or not he plays this week, but it looks like he's going to, which is really good for Jalen Hurts' life expectancy. Out in San Francisco, I don't know if you remember, but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be your starting quarterback this week. He is dealing with a calf injury and has been limited to practice, but he says he feels, quote, real good. Um, Trey Lance is not practicing. He's dealing with a sprained knee. Uh, so we will see how that goes this week. The 49ers did designate running back to Michael Hasty to return from IR with that high ankle sprain. He seems to be on track to play this week, which is good news for them. In Seattle, uh, they are not having such a good time on offense, particularly at running back. Uh, Chris Carson was placed on IR on Friday with the neck injury that's had him miss the last couple of games, so he's going to be out at least the next three. And running back Alex Collins, who was the last man standing last week, got banged up pretty good. They are calling it hip and glute injuries. He's questionable going into the weekend. But entering stage left is running back Rashad Penny. He's coming back, quote, at full speed this week from a calf injury, according to Pete Carroll. So there is some help on the horizon. And the Seahawks did finally actually place Russell Wilson on IR. So everybody who has him on your fantasy team, you can actually open up that roster spot now. He's going to be out at least the next three weeks uh, from that finger surgery, but is still available for coin tosses and scouting reports, which we saw this weekend. In Tampa Bay, Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown is dealing with a sprained ankle. He's not practicing. He'll try to play through it, but uh, that will likely be a game-time decision, as will tight end Rob Gronkowski, who's dealing with those four fractured ribs and a punctured lung. Uh, it looks like he's on track to play this week, barring some kind of setback, but they're not going to decide until Sunday, so he should not be the only tight end on your roster. Out in Tennessee, wide receiver Julio Jones returned last week, but was subsequently knocked out, re-aggravating that hamstring injury. He's not practicing today. He does not ever practice on Wednesday, so don't actually be that alarmed about that. They're calling him day-to-day. He's going to be a game-time decision. Wide receiver A.J. Brown didn't practice today either with his hamstring injury, but he's going to be good to go this weekend. Out in Washington, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones is not practicing with a quad injury, so he's questionable going into the weekend, as is wide receiver Curtis Samuel, who did not play last week and is still not practicing with a groin injury. Not looking so good for him. Uh, wide receiver Terry McLaurin is also not practicing with a hamstring injury. He's going to keep playing through what he did last week. And running back Antonio Brown is not practicing with a shin injury. He's definitely questionable going into the weekend, and Judy McKissick looked really good last week, so they may play it a little conservative have a backup plan for him going into the weekend. And Sherpa, what have you done? <laughs> Somehow with six teams on a bye, we still have an injury report that's a mile long. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out which of the COVID boosters to get, so I got several of them, and we'll see what happens. I got my flu shot today. <laughs> oh, I did that me. before the injury report, though. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, Mike kick in, you might not be able to lift your arms after the injury report. You might have to put yourself yeah, on the injury yeah, report. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to check back in. I'm questionable going to the rest of the show, so keep an eye on. <laughs> okay. So we have well, a few you, holes to fill. Most of the heavy lifting, <laughs> so I can uh, take at least a little bit of the load off um, for you. Uh, Heading into the waiver wire portion of the program. The yeah, is there anyone, anyone not named Deshaun Watson that you're interested in? <laughs> uh, 
Um, not really, but I, I feel compelled to spout some names anyway, so I'll do that. Uh, starting at running back where... Also, for what it's worth, I literally just got another notification that another league I'm in, someone just picked up Deshaun Watson. They dropped Khalil Herbert to pick up Deshaun Watson. What kind of chaos is going on? I don't know that I would want either of them on my fantasy team this weekend, but... uh, Yeah, I don't blame you. Beside the point, but... (laughs) Anyway, um, go ahead. So, yeah. So, Kenyon Drake has a home matchup against uh, Philadelphia this week. Um, Michael Carter, not real high on the matchup this week, but if you're desperate, uh, J.D. McKissick, road matchup against Green Bay. Tony Michelle, as you mentioned, is banged up, but uh, if he's healthy enough to play, he's likely to get some garbage time points against Detroit. And mm-hmm. uh, Kenneth Gainwell seems to have been falling out of favor uh, lately for Philadelphia, but still widely available. If you're desperate, uh, there might be some garbage time uh, there, too, for the Eagles this week. So we'll see. For sure. It's a really short list. Slim Pickens. Said, yeah. It seems like every week we say it's Slim Pickens is running back, but it's, yeah, I, I don't even know, you know where to go. I mean, it's just, you know, the guys you're looking at are, are really the drags at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough out there. I'm sure, the family Hopefully don't you don't that, need to but, replace uh, too many people. <laughs> right. So, shall we move on to uh, wide receivers where there's some slightly more appealing options? Even yeah, there's a, there's a few more options there. Yeah, for for some reason, please help me understand why Tim Patrick is still available in like two thirds. I don't know. Leagues. I mean, he's he's quite good. I mean, quarterback situation Very less good. than ideal. I get it. The Broncos. Won their first three games, lost the last three games. Seem like they're heading in the wrong direction. But you know, every week it seems like he catches a handful of passes and a touchdown. So I'm not really sure what more the guy needs to do to make his ownership go up. You know, his ownership percentage maybe playing on a Thursday night game will, you know, with a NFL quality, you know, caliber starting quarterback might do the trick. But uh, you know, I, I just don't know what more to do. Yeah, this is a public service announcement. Go <laughs> We've made that public service announcement, it seems like, for the last four or five weeks in a row. And, and I think we're going to keep making there, it. Which, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, um, another, some other attractive options still out there are Rondale Moore, widely available. Darnell Mooney, not so enticed by the option by the matchup this week against Tampa Bay, but uh, still out there and having a nice season. Hunter Renfro, Marquez Callaway, Moan Ross St. Brown, I'd kind of put him in the same category as Darnell Mooney. Uh, not a bad pickup for the rest of the season, but um, you know, not necessarily a good matchup mm-hmm. this week. Brian Edwards, Kendrick Bourne. K.J. Osborne, if you uh, have spot for somebody who's on a bye week and uh, want to speculate. And then uh, Kez Watkins, if you really want to uh, dive deep into the, the dumpster bin for wide receivers. Someone has to catch a ball not named T.J. Hawkinson in Detroit, and it's apparently going to be Kez Watkins. <laughs> That's the only yeah. other option, it looks like. Yeah, I was thinking of a more um, yeah, for the Eagles, but... Uh, um, anyway, oh, yeah, there you go. You're weekend. right. You're right. It all runs together. Don't no worry. <laughs> no worries. It's, 
Oh, jeez. Um, his name is kind of like uh, Quintus Cephas, but he's not on the IR. But uh, anyway, yeah. um, any any names you want to add to the wide receiver list? No, I mean I I like the the wide receivers out in Arizona, the Rondale Moores, the Christian Kirks, AJ Greens. I just feel like it's it's become like trying to figure out which running back Mike Shanahan was ever going to start. Like, I, one of them's going to have a big game. I just never know which one it's going to be from week to week. <laughs> I'm yeah, finding this a, a very challenging thing. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be looking to start any of those guys as other than a, a flex. I mean, A.J. Green is probably my personal favorite. Yeah, but, I think uh, he's my again, favorite like out of the three. It's just but... wide receiver roulette for them. Yeah, it's tough. DeAndre Hopkins, good luck figuring out which one's going to catch passes in a given week. And especially now with Zach Ertz there, that's probably going to cut even more into their targets. I would think so. And, I, I mean, I should. think the only one getting the ball this week is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. It's his revenge game, but we'll see. Yeah, it's funny. With all the revenge game and uh, TJ, you know, J.J. Watt, yeah, there's, there's a lot of revenge I mean, going on this week. There's a lot of it. A lot of lopsided revenge, too. Not a lot of close games. No, not anyway. a lot of close revenge games this week. But, uh, we'll get there. We digress. So, um, quarterback-wise, quarterback. um, Pickens are even they're, – they're somewhere between wide receiver and running back levels. Uh, Carson Wentz don't love the matchup this week against San Francisco, but he's showing signs of life uh, now that he has one um, not injured leg. Uh, I hesitate to recommend this because it's just the team has been a train wreck this season, but Daniel Jones has a pretty nice matchup on tap this week against yep. Carolina, who's still going to be without uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa has a nice matchup against Atlanta. Mac Jones against mm-hmm. the Jets. Teddy Bridgewater against Cleveland. And, uh, if you, again, this is the diving into the dumpster uh, bin for quarterbacks, but uh, – Case Keenan against Denver, if you're really desperate, and missing two or three other quarterbacks from your roster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Case Keenan very much interests me because I just I think he's a pretty decent quarterback, but like also not entirely. I mean, Baker Mayfield, for what it's worth, had literally not missed a snap until this week at practice. Like Case Keenum got zero reps with the first team this season until he came into the game. So that's usually not a recipe for success. No, it's not. Um, no. Tight end-wise, Ricky Seals-Jones, if he's healthy enough to play, uh, don't love the matchup this weekend against Green Bay, but um, as long as uh, Morgan Thomas is out, you know, he's, he's a decent option. Uh, John Ruth mm-hmm. Smith, um, not, one of, not my favorite option, but, you know, of the – tight ends that are out there and not on a bye this week. He has a pretty good mm-hmm. matchup. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox and C.J. Uzuma, not, you know, particularly good matchups this week, but, you know, okay as desperation plays. And uh, Dan Mo Arnold, Cox if you have room a touchdown play. last week. Pardon? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he um, touchdown, so it could happen again. Dan Arnold is on a bye this week, but if you have the roster spot and uh, are desperate at tight end and then um, real desperation play, especially if you have Dawson Knox in Buffalo and they're on a bye this week, but uh, Tommy Sweeney is out there. 
Um, we, we should we probably mentioned this in passing, but just for the full list, it's Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, uh, the Chargers, the Vikings, and the Steelers that are on by this week. So keep that in mind, especially uh, running backs um, <laughs> to a lesser yeah. extent, uh, quarterbacks and wide receivers. But, uh, yeah, you're going to be hurting if you have uh, a running back on one of those teams this week. And then um, mm-hmm. defense, if you want to stream somebody this week, um, not a lot of great options, but maybe Las Vegas against Philly, Seattle against New Orleans, the Giants against uh, Carolina, and Miami against Atlanta, and Atlanta against Miami. So anything to add to either the tight end or the defense list, Janice? No, I'm I'm with you there. There's there's not a ton out there. I'm one of the unfortunate souls that now needs to replace Dawson Knox. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to the waiver wire. Um, but it it's it's rough out there. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of teams like the Patriots where you've got Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, and they're running two tight end sets. And right now it looks like Hunter Henry's the guy, but maybe Johnny Smith will get something. At least he's out there on a team that's playing and he's healthy. So that puts him ahead of a lot of guys right now. When you asked me what I was doing while you were eating the injuries, I was actually putting in a waiver claim for Tommy Sweeney in the <laughs> Dynasty League, which shows how desperate I am at tight end in that league. And that would be to replace Jimmy Graham, who hasn't been fantasy relevant since about 2014 or so, it seems. But oof, anyway, oof. that's what I was actually doing. <laughs> yeah, especially at tight end. So, yeah. Geez. Anyway. There's a lot of work. Yeah. How about running backs? Let's look at people we actually do want to start this week. How about that? Uh, yeah, um, Derek Henry would obviously – I shouldn't say obviously. To me, it's obvious. But yes. he's at yes, the top of the list, and he has been for a number of weeks running now. Aaron, I'm not intended. Um, Aaron Davis is number two. Leonard Fournette having a nice resurgence season. Bounce back season in Tampa Bay is three. Daryl Henderson, Josh Jacobs, Mike Davis. Damian Harris, James Conner, Devontae Booker, um, Latavius Murray, or uh, Devontae Freeman, whoever's healthy enough to start there. And uh, the bonus, um, well, yeah, that's that's my list. No bonus. <laughs> no bonus at running back. The 16s on a bye, my, it's hard to have the uh, Paul and uh, deleted my bonus <laughs> round at the last minute here. Well, we both have Derek Henry at the top of our list. There is some overlap, which is nice. Um, Alvin Kamara at checking in at two on my list. Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, who I think is going to have a monster day. Daryl Henderson Jr. running up my top five. Leonard Fournette reemerging to the top ten running back recommended list. Chuba Hubbard, uh, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, and Chase Edmonds. Okay. Um, you'll be glad to know that we have uh, several of your um, recommended options on my avoid list, so that's always good. good news. I, think, I think my cat agrees with you. I just looked over at her and she's now looking at her butt in response to my running back list, so you're not alone in this. Well, maybe you can ask her whether it's uh, John Nixon at one or Jonathan Taylor at two that she's more um, in agreement Probably uh, with uh, Antonio Gibson is, um, third on my avoid list, DeAndre Swift, Michael Carter, J.D. McKissick, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Mark Ingram, and Ernest Johnson, and uh, dishonorable mention to David Johnson and uh, whoever is starting for um, Seattle at running back, whether it be uh, Rashad Penny or D.J. Dallas. 
You're not intimidated by Rashad Benny coming back at full speed. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I so I, our Floyd lists don't have a ton of overlap, but – uh, Ronald Jones, I, I, uh checking in on the avoid list. Sonny Michelle, even if he's playing through a shoulder injury, not interested this week. Kenyon Drake, Kyle Juszczyk, uh Ty Johnson, Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, II, David Johnson, anybody employed by the Texans to play running back, basically. Uh, Jerk McKinnon and Giovanni Bernard. Okay. How about uh, wide receivers? Who's, uh, who's, who are your recommended options for this week? Well, my top three are pretty interchangeable. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think they're all going to have very nice days. Calvin Ridley coming in at, at number four, and DJ Moore, Debo Samuel, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, allegedly going to play quarterback the whole game. I'm still okay with starting him. Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, and Mike Evans rounding out the top ten. And we have a good amount of uh, overlap, although at least one guy on my avoid list, and we can – discussed, but uh, <laughs> Cooper Cup on one on my list, DeAndre Hopkins two, uh, the injured Tyreek Hill three, Devontae Adams four, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Sterling Shepard, Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, and A.J. Green rounding out uh, my okay. top ten. Honorable mention to uh, Henry Ruggs if he's able to play this week, uh, Hunter Renfro if he's not, yeah. uh, Robert Woods, and Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is checking in on my void list. <laughs> so we see that one a little differently. Uh, Christian Kirk and Rondale Moore, as we talked about before, it's like picking one of the three is going to have a great game, and I think you and I both agree A.J. Green's probably the top of the heap right now. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Tim Patrick, who I really think you should be starting, but I don't love the matchup this week. Jarvis Landry, Jameson Crowder, Brian Edwards, uh, Khalif Raymond, and Kadarius Tony. If he plays, I, I don't think he's going to be out there very long, so just don't start him. Okay, my avoid list uh, this week would consist of DK Metcalf, Jamar Chase, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham, Tyler Lockett, Michael Pittman, Donovan Peoples-Jones, T. Higgins, and Corey Davis. Dishonorable mention to Brandon Cooks, Mona Ross, St. Brown, Darnell Moody, and T.Y. Hilton. I guess say Donovan Peoples-Jones did a hell of a job catching that Hail Mary at halftime. That was that was quite a thing. It was. I don't think he's going to do it again this week, but it was great. No. <laughs> Sorry, Case Keenum. <laughs> See you in the future. What about quarterbacks? Who are you liking this week? Um, quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, actually, at the top of my list this week. Um, not so much because Another of Another good his, revenge game. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a double revenge game, actually. Yeah. It's starting quarterbacks. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously think that uh, Matthew Stafford will get the better of that matchup. Uh, Kyler Murray, two. Yep. Lamar Jackson, three. Patrick Mahomes, four. Aaron Rodgers, five. Tom Brady, six. Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, and Daniel Jones rounding out my top ten for this week, which surprises me a lot, uh, just especially the last uh, two or three names on that list. But uh, there you have it. Yeah. Well, I am you probably, probably more... avoid <laughs> No, no, no. We've had some overlap. I think for the first and the last time probably ever, Jalen Hurts is going to be on my, my recommended list this week. That's what happens when six teams are on a bye. 
Um, but I got Kyler Murray at the top of my list, Patrick Mahomes, number two, Matthew Stafford, number three, and I'd really be okay with any order of those three. I think they're all going to have huge days. Lamar Jackson also in for a big one, Tom Brady at five, Aaron Rodgers, the aforementioned Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, and Derek Carr. We have no eight of the ten no overlaps there. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. But um, but Joe Burrow is at the top of my avoid list, along with Justin Fields, Jared Goff, <laughs> Carson Wentz, Tyler, Taylor Heineke, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Case Keenum, and the only quarterback that I would rather start um, Case Keenum um, over would be uh, Geno Smith. Yeah, this. It's tough watching Gina Smith play football. Um, there's a reason that man had not played an NFL snap and or started a game in 1,400 days. Uh, that was not on that. <laughs> I also, Case Keenum at the top of my void list, like I said, he didn't take a snap with the first team in weeks. So I'm a little concerned about that, plus not entirely sure he's going to throw to him. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, surprise, surprise, on my void list, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones, who normally I like a lot better, uh, but again, just nobody around him, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields. It's a sad avoid list this week. Um, Who's on your tight end happy list? Darren Waller at the top of it, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I think we're we're pretty well figuring out who are going to be the higher scoring teams this week. Gusecki all the way up at four this week, put up a, a 20-burger in London last week. Uh, I was very pleased with that. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, Noah Font, Tyler Higby, Rob Gronkowski, Dallas Goddard, everybody. Start everybody. As long as, as long as Brock and Dallas Goddard get on the field, I'm happy starting them, but like Obviously, they don't play. Please don't start them. <laughs> so, Mark Andrews is at the top of my list. Uh, the newly acquired Zach Ertz um, on my second on my list. Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, uh, whoever starts a tight end for Tampa this week. Anthony Ferkser, Robert Tanyan, Evan Ingram, and Tyler Higby. Uh, also, names that I think are in for. Big fantasy weeks this week. Yeah, it is worth noting with Zach Ertz. The uh, Cardinals gave him the option of staying in Philadelphia last weekend. Uh, he decided he wanted to come with uh, them to Cleveland. He wanted to be sitting with the tight ends. He wanted to be in the room watching film. He was on the sideline. Um, so he's he's done everything possible to ingrain himself into this offense as quickly as he has. And I think that's a very good sign for his production. Plus, Kyler Murray can throw the ball to anybody, anywhere. So he was just outside my top ten, and I'm I'm all for him being in the top ten. I get, I'm advocating for it. Right. Um, so, on the flip side, who do you want to stay away from this week at tight end? Gerald Everett's at the top of my list, not because he's not a good player, but because he's got Gina Smith throwing Gina to him, Smith and he literally in. just had COVID, so I'm not entirely sure how healthy he is. Like, running a lot seems like it could be a problem. Uh, CJ Uzma, Anthony Furster. bigger issue than the second. I agree with you. It's not great when you're worse than a pandemic. Gina Smith needs to really, really kind of think about that. <laughs> uh, Austin Hooper, Tommy Tremble, Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, Evan Ingram, O'Ali Cox, and Johnny Smith all also on the avoid list. 
You couldn't even say that with a straight face. No, no. <laughs> couldn't do it. Okay. See if I can get through my uh, uh, with, a, with a straight face. Uh, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson at the top of it. I know he was a uh, recommended option for you. Uh, Number five. Austin yep. Hooper, <laughs> David Njoku, Ricky Steele Jones, Malala Cox, Joe Deverick. Um, agree with you. TJ Uzma, Jack Doyle, Cole Knett, and Farrell Brown. Not that you would hopefully uh, have to start any of those, but it is a bye week and times are tough out there. Times are tough. And they're real tough. And we can't advocate for putting any tight ends on your roster because we almost killed Max Williams. We can't do that to anybody else. Well, I picked up uh, Ricky Seals-Jones and Zach Ertz in two leagues last week. They both did well, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones are not so healthy this week. So, we'll see. No. Yeah. Um, I apologize in advance for her to play. Fourth and inches curse on tight end. <laughs> yeah. But... I, Mike Kosecki's been spared. Knock on wood. We would like to keep it that way. Um, okay. Defenses. Did you bring your tears for fears? Are you going with 10? Are you going with less? What are you, what are you doing this week with your defenses? Um, only have nine on my list, and they're kind of in two tiers. <laughs> the, the preferred tier, the, the platinum tier, has Green Bay, the Rams, and Arizona in it, and the gold tier has New England, Tampa Bay, Denver, Baltimore, San Francisco, and Seattle in it. <laughs> I like this. I like the designation of tiers. I brought our I brought our uh, standard 10. Um, <laughs> I've got the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, the Rams, Saints, and Patriots all in my top five, uh, followed by the Ravens, Jets, Panthers, Falcons, and Colts. So, I think I think there's some good defenses out there, and I think there's a lot of games where there's just not a lot of points going to be scored. Okay. Um, my avoid list for defenses consists of Detroit, Houston, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Chicago, Tennessee, the WTF, and Philadelphia. <laughs> well, I, I also have the, the WTF, the Washington football teams, the potential new owners of, of Deshaun Watson on my point list. The Eagles also checking in, the Seahawks, the Bengals. If, if Washington <laughs> trades for him after everything that just went down with their front office, they're, that would be like a honestly, sign in the eye. To... Honestly, in the mix, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at Let's that see, point, it just has to be like... A bunch of homophobic, you know, racist emails. Oh, I know, we'll trade for a perfect. quarterback who's... Uh, yeah. Let's bring in the guy with 20, twenty-one pending uh, charges. Perfect. Sexual, you know, assault claims against him. That'll that'll distract them. Yeah, no one will no one will remember what we did to cheerleaders. It'll it's fine. No big deal. Only Washington it's could pull it off. I, they also managed to completely botch the Sean Taylor. Yeah, the so. the whole Sean Taylor ceremony was just Chocolate. magic this week. Oh God, the the street sign in front of the porta potties. The whole thing was awful. <laughs> anyway, um, so, the owner greeting the family in the hoodie in a sweatshirt. I mean, oh my God, guys, could we have picked a game? Maybe they thought they might win. Also, like, yikes! Uh, but in true WTF fashion. So we're going to avoid them on pretty much all fronts this week. Uh, the Eagles, Seahawks, the Bengals, the Chiefs. Uh, the 49ers, Packers, Broncos, Raiders, and the Titans. 
right, ready for Talk some uh, game picks? Good thing it's yeah, a short let's week. Yeah, let's do it. Spending an inordinate amount of time on the, our uh, list this week to get here, but that's fine. Um, so we only have 13 games this week. There is a Thursday night game. It features a team that uh, started out well and then the wheels came off versus a team that mm-hmm. started off pretty well and the wheels have sort of come off. Uh, Denver at Cleveland, I think the team that has a healthy NFL starting caliber quarterback uh, at the helm will win this game. So I'll pick uh, Denver here to uh, – I'll pick the Teddy Bridgewater's 24 over the Case Keenum's 21. Actually, the exact same score as that Denver winning 24-21. I think Case Keenum will, will find his way into some points. Uh, it, I think it certainly helps that Teddy Bridgewater's actually been playing with his team the entirety of the season. So I think that's going to prove to be the difference maker here. But it'll be a Thursday night game, and it'll be weird, like every week. All right. The first of the Sunday games here, I know this one we'll disagree on because you have the – I never pick Atlanta rule, but I had to Bingo. pick a road team or two <laughs> this week, and uh, this is one of them. Uh, Atlanta, surprisingly, as bad as they looked against the Eagles in week one, they somehow have a, have won a bunch of games since then. Uh, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't then. know how it's happening. I, I'm not sure either, but the fact of the matter is they're playing another team that's not very good this week that uh, was 1-0 and mm-hmm. and has proceeded to drop five straight, so... I'm going to go with the Matt Ryans at 27 over the two. Tiger Vialo is 24. Shocker. I am not going to pick Atlanta. Not going to do it. Um, I think that Miami has a better defense than Atlanta does, and they might have one or two wide receivers that show up. But when it really comes down to it, I would rather – I think Mike Gusecki is a better tenant than Kyle Pitts right now, and I think, quite frankly, that might be the difference in this game. So I'm going with Miami 28-24. Team Mike Gusecki, all the way. I won't (laughs) – I'm not sure if he's a better tight end, but I'm pretty sure that the Atlanta starting quarterback is a little better than – Well, I'm not entirely convinced that Tua actually knows his playbook. I'm not convinced that's a thing that's happening. But one way or another, I think they'll just they'll luck into something here. Atlanta doesn't have a defense. I don't even understand how they've won games. They don't have a defense. They just don't. Some good linebackers, but that of course isn't going to help your fantasy team unless you're playing in an IDP league. But I actually have two Atlanta linebackers on my IDP team, which well, you have you have the best the best of Atlanta without Kyle Pitts, but other than Kyle Pitts, yeah, yeah. Okay, Um, people are not here (laughs) to hear about my IDP woes, but uh, we'll keep going here. (laughs) Moving on Um, to the best of the worst. (laughs) Yeah, so here comes a run of uh, home teams that I'm picking this week: Giants and Carolina. We're probably going to disagree on this side. I yep. have a hard time picking my Giants, much less rooting for them. I'd almost rather just have the draft pick, uh, clean house, and start over with a new GM and new coach this next year. But I do think they're going to have a momentary reprieve this week. Um, Carolina is really banged up and not looking too good the last couple of weeks, although they did show signs of life late in the um, fourth quarter against Minnesota. But I think that was more about Minnesota's uh, play calling. But anyway, I'm going to pick the Giants at home by a field goal. Giants 27, Carolina 24. 
I'm thinking Carolina to win 20 to 16. Yeah, there you go. A lot of revenge games, and this is an important one. I'm just not entirely sure where the Giants will generate their offense. And I think it's interesting that Stephon Gilmore might play in this game. I don't know how effective he'll be, but I, I like that he could be out there. I just think it's a different dynamic. I think Daniel Jones has been dealt a pretty terrible hand, particularly this week, and especially if Saquon Barkley doesn't play, I have a hard time figuring out how they're going to win this game. So I'm going Carolina 20-16. Okay, next up we've got uh, Baltimore hosting Cincinnati. I've seen several people uh, predicting a Bengals upset. I just don't see it. I think uh, no, Baltimore is going to roll over them. I'm going uh, Baltimore 34, Cincinnati 21. Is Lamar Jackson has a big day uh, in the air, and uh, uh, whoever's their lead running back this week uh, has a big game too. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I I like a lot of what Cincinnati's doing, but they are not on Baltimore's level. I know people are hyped. Oh, if they they win this game, they're going to be tied for the division lead, which hasn't happened in like 87 years, it feels like. But it's not going to happen. You're not coming into Baltimore against that defense. I think the defense is going to be the difference. Lamar Jackson will have a great day. I would love to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase maybe mic'd up the entirety of the game. They're hysterical talking to each other, but I don't think that's going to be enough to beat the Ravens. Um, so I've got Baltimore winning 31-24. And, and uh, just for the record, you were 11-3 and last week, which was quite impressive. You, uh, I'm still waiting for the other two here, so. <laughs> well, We're actually not on a bad run. So for, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Cowboys picked up another DUI this week, so they're they're hitting their midseason stride. Yeah. Um, <sighs> next up, but we uh, can't lose a bye week, so just just as a quick aside, I mean, to me, it seems like right now in the AFC, if you were picking who's going to be the Super Bowl team, you'd have to pick um, either Baltimore or Buffalo, and in the NFC. Arizona, the Rams, maybe Green Bay and Tampa Bay and Dallas maybe. So to me, there's two teams in the AFC, two that are kind of head and shoulders above in the NFC, Mm -hmm. maybe three other hefty, you know, pretty good teams in the NFC that could potentially be on that list at the end of the season. But to me, I'm going to be really surprised if the Super Bowl – winner isn't one of those six or seven teams. What do you think? I'm with you there. Um, I think I think that, like you said, the AFC really kind of has their class of of the the league in Buffalo and and uh, Baltimore. They're just they're just so much better than everybody else. And for I mean, my money, I mean, City and Tennessee get better, but I just at this point, it's, I just I don't hard to I see them in the same. I, I don't know how others. Kansas City's going to fix this turnover problem because it doesn't seem to be going away. I, I don't. I don't know, but I think that would be very. Start throwing the ball to Josh Gordon on every play. Well, it'd be nice if you looked at your receivers. I mean, don't like stare them down, but you might want to look in someone's general direction when you throw them the football. That might help, but I'm not an expert. <laughs> you did pretty well with the no look passes. Uh, couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Maybe we should go back to that. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody, who was it? Somebody threw a nice snow look pass this past weekend, and I'm forgetting who it was now. But Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it'll come to me um, as soon as, we hit, as soon as we're done. Anyway, Kansas City yeah, and Tennessee. Hang up. Yep. <laughs> okay, Tennessee yeah. um, hosting Kansas City, and 
Tennessee gets to host um, another good uh, team at home this week, and I think the result will be exactly the same, even the score. I'll go with uh, Tennessee 34 over Kansas City's 31 in what should be um, Tennessee's uh, rushing game uh, augmented by a little bit of passing versus uh, Kansas City's uh, passing game augmented by a little bit of rushing. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Kansas City 33-30 in this game. I want to pick Tennessee. I just – I'm not sure what Ryan Tannehill is doing just yet. He's not living up to his potential, and that concerns me a little bit. Uh, Derrick Henry will run all over the place, but Kansas City can just – I think they can put up points a little faster in the fourth quarter, and that's going to be the difference. Next up, we've got the Jets traveling to New England – uh, Tom Brady talked about owning the Jets, and that didn't seem to change uh, last year, even with uh, Tom Brady no, no. longer there. Um, even with Cam, you know, I'd rather add Cam Newton to my fantasy team at this point than uh, he's vaccinated now. Just go back. I mean, he's vaccinated. He doesn't have a team yet, which is a little bit of a problem. But uh, you know, it does make it harder. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have any pending charges, so, so that's a plus. No, maybe he'll start for Cleveland tomorrow night. Who knows? But anyway, I I digress. Um, New England, I think they'll win this game. I'm not sure by how much, but I'll say the Jets keep it reasonably close coming off a bye week, but I'll go with the final score of the Patriots 27, Jets 20. I've got the Patriots winning 27-17, so we're kind of right in the same boat there. I think Mac Jones will just throw less interceptions than Zach Wilson does. And I think that's pretty much a difference there. I, I think just some of the the mystique of the Patriots and Bill Belichick can get into the Jets' head as much as it's not Tom Brady. It's not that dynasty, but it's still Bill Belichick there, and rookie quarterbacks have a tough time. So I, yeah, I don't That's kind of a hard time. But... Sure did. Sure did. Although i got to say, Mac Jones going right back to Trayvon Diggs after he threw the pick. That's that that was something good for him. Yeah, um, yeah. Trayvon Diggs is really having himself this season, but uh, he's only one behind Stephon um, Diggs for touchdowns, three to two. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty remarkable stat. Um, next up, we have the WTF traveling to Green Bay, and I don't think this will be particularly close. I think Green Bay wins this by a couple touchdowns, uh, and the. They just have a really balanced offense. I like it. Uh, Green Bay 31, the WTF 17. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be giving Aaron Rodgers the double bird this week, but you never know. I've got Green Bay winning 34-24. I think that Taylor Heineke's going to have to throw a lot in this game because they're going to be playing from behind. And so this score looks closer than maybe this game actually will be. Okay. Um, Next game up is the uh, – and uh, Wynton Merciless is going to make his debut, too, on Sunday for the yes, Packers. Yes, I think that should back. be interesting. So, yeah. Um, they could use him. So, next up, we've got um, the, the quarterback revenge, the double quarterback revenge bowl with uh, the Rams and Matthew Stafford hosting uh, Jared Goff and the Lions. And mm-hmm. the Rams have definitely gotten the better of that trade so far this season and I think that will oh, yeah. continue in this game. Um, I don't think it will be particularly close. Uh, as I said, I don't know. The schedule makers are uh, really looking at some uh, 
a lot of the games and the you know, Sunday night games this week. It but, is uh, not I'll go great. With, um, I'll go with the Rams 40, um, which I rarely pick a team that's going to 40s, but I'll go with Rams 40, uh, Lions 17 in this one. Yeah, I've got the Rams 35 to 20. Um, it's it's not going to be pretty. I don't think Jared Goff responds well to criticism. I think he needs to be coddled a little bit, which isn't a bad thing. Some people respond better to positive reinforcement. Tom Brady's one of those people. It's not a bad thing. But I, I don't think that Dan Campbell calling him out in a very public fashion is going to do any favors. Um, and then going against his old team and his old coach, which was a messy divorce, to say the least, I don't think is going to do any anything good for him. Um, the Rams are going to be up big. They're going to be up a lot of the game, and I think they're going to spend quite a bit of the second half just running the football. Next up, um, these are probably, you know, the combination the two worst. You know, if you combine the two teams, it's probably the worst matchup of the, um, yeah. uh, the late games, but it might also be the closest just because neither one of them is that good. I think, uh, I think Vegas um, hosting the Eagles, Vegas a little bit better. They've shown they can win um, some, sometimes this year. They got off to a nice start, stumbled a little bit, and the whole uh, you know, John Gruden mess, although they did uh, bounce back uh, better than I thought they would from that last week. Anyway, uh, long-winded, but I'll go with uh, Vegas to win this one at home. I'll say Vegas 31, Philadelphia 24. Yeah, I went Vegas 30 to 28. I could kind of go either way on this game. I can see a way that Philadelphia could win, but, like, they really have to figure out how to play in the red zone effectively. That would really help their chances. I think Vegas is just a a more complete team. They seem to have figured out who's going to call plays, and it worked out. So let's see. Let's see how that goes this week. But I think they're going to win this by by a little bit, maybe a late field goal. But this is probably the – like you said, the most competitive, like the most watchable, not the most well-played football, but it's a, it's a tough afternoon slate. Yeah. Um, Chicago traveling to Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady is something like five and one lifetime against Chicago. I think it makes it six to one, six to one (laughs) here without much of a problem. I'll go uh, Tampa Bay 34, Chicago 20 and another uh, blowout. Yeah, I've got Tampa Bay 33, Chicago 17. Um, Chicago's very banged up. Tampa Bay is getting healthier, and they are the defending Super Bowl champion for a reason, and they haven't lost any of those players. So I don't think Justin Fields is ready for this Tampa Bay defense. There's just – it's going to be a tough day for him. Maybe they'll bring out Nick Foles. That would be something. Let Nick Foles play against Tom Brady and see how that goes. Worked out once. Chicago special. Yes. There you go. Okay. Same. And trying to make, the way, trying to make uh, this game watchable. <laughs> Philly's um, new backup, Ty, Tyree Jackson, was a quarterback in college, so we may be seeing more it's of the Philly special Exactly right for Philadelphia. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, Stranger things have happened. Yeah. He's a converted quarterback or masquerading as a tight end, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Houston yeah. at Arizona to round out the slate of blowout games in the late Sunday afternoon games. Uh, this game will be notable mainly because it's Zacharitz's Cardinal debut as well as the DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt revenge game. I don't think uh, mm-hmm. the revenge is going to be too much of a problem. I'll go with uh, Arizona 37, Houston 17. 
Arizona 3520, so we're really in the same boat there. I think J.J. Watt's going to have a huge game. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have a huge game. I think Zach Ertz is going to be in the end zone. Kyler Murray is going to have a ton of points. Um, anybody on this Cardinals team, just start them. Start everyone. It's going to be a tough day for Davis Mills. I feel bad for him, but, you know, How he and Brandon Coates might get something. Again after seeing that. <laughs> might, might self-puncture it. Like, nope, I'm good. Exactly. I'm good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even need the trainer long. for this one. I'll take care of it myself. Yeah. Got it. Um, <laughs> so, and then Sunday night game, uh, Indianapolis, Carson Wentz starting to show some signs of life, but I just don't think they have yeah. enough on the road at San Francisco. I'll go with San Francisco 24, Indianapolis 21. I think they definitely have enough. I think even without potentially T.Y. Hill and without Paris Campbell, just keep throwing the ball to tight ends. That's fine. That's fine. It's working. He seems only Carson Wentz only has like maybe one sprained ankle now, which is great. Um, so I'm taking Indianapolis in a quasi-upset, 28-23, the fighting Jimmy Garoppolo's and his maybe strained calf. I'm not totally buying that just yet. Uh, I don't think are going to have enough to make it make it happen at home. And then we conclude the abbreviated, uh, uh, you know, by again we played with the <laughs> Monday night game of uh, <laughs> New Orleans at Seattle. Uh, New Orleans has been really mercurial this season, but uh, I think mm-hmm. there's just, you know, even as, as up and down as they've been, as uh, Jekyll and Hyde as they've been, they just should not lose um, to Seattle being quarterbacked by Geno yep. Smith, so I'm going with New Orleans 27, Seattle 21. Maybe by Monday night, Cam Newton will be on the Seahawks? Not out of the question. Um, this is a clinic in what not to do as a quarterback. I, I am not hyped about this. I think Jameis Winston, even without Taysom Hill, still wins this game 30-20. to 20. I think New Orleans defense is actually going to play a really big part in this. Geno Smith's probably throwing at least one pick six. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson can't come back soon enough for the Seattle team. They need quarterbacks in the worst way, and I think this just made Russell Wilson having to have hand surgery just made him so much money come next season. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've learned he's very invaluable. Uh, there's a reason he did not miss games for years for Seattle. Um, so that, Could you imagine Jim Smith not... against uh, Baltimore or Buffalo's defense? Um, Ken Newton, probably on a plane right now. Somebody, I mean, I hear Colin Kaepernick still gets up at like 5 a.m. every day to work out. So there's options out there that would be better yeah, serving you. They're preferable to Geno Smith. And then you yeah. know, the coaches always say, well, he's familiar with our system or he knows our playbook. Well, that's nice. I mean, is he, though? Because uh, Russell Wilson made him a 15-page scouting report last week. Are we sure he's actually that familiar with everything? <laughs> I don't know. I give up. Just All you have to do to play quarterback in Seattle, just let Tyler Lockett and – Anybody else, DK Metcalf, whoever wants to show up, anyone who wants to just let them run as fast as they can down the field and throw the ball as hard as you can. That's it. That's all you have to do. Problem solved. Game one. Who's the guy that um, but, Oakland drafted and was a big bust years Marcus ago? Russell, took the quarterback. Who, who am there. I trying to think of? But, Jamarcus but, Russell, um, right? Jamarcus Russell, yeah. He, he's probably yeah. on a plane to Seattle at this point, but... I mean, you and I might be by the time this show is over. 
<laughs> no, I, I draw the line there. I, I am not a man. It's all clear that even in my dreams. <laughs> Blue so the kitten. I'll, okay, I'll call them the up the babies. <laughs> Uh, so that that brings us to the end of our sleep this week. It's not going to end quite on a, a high note, but, you know, there it is, New Orleans and Seattle. Uh, if you're interested in a couple of value DFS picks before we let you go, uh, at quarterback, Derek Carr is looking very good. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa maybe won't have a job forever, but this week the price is right, and he's going to score some points. Mac Jones, also good value at running back. Chubba Hubbard, DJ McKissick, Damian Harris, uh, Jarnis Johnson, Maybe you don't want to start him on your, your season-long league, but he's not going to cost you a lot of money, and you want to put some, you know, maybe some Cardinals players in. Uh, wide receiver Jalen Waddell, who has been very, very good with Tua. I think that'll be nice there. Jacoby Myers almost had his first career touchdown last week. He's going to get it this week. McCole Hardman, Henry Ruggs, III, uh, tight end Zach Ertz, no-brainer there. Kyle Pitts as well. Defensively, Arizona and Green Bay are both good looks. And if you're looking for sacks, the Cardinals, no-brainer, as well as the Rams. The Dolphins and the Patriots will help you round that out. Um, Yeah, yeah, there you go, the fighting Geno Smith. (laughs) We will be back with you next week from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. You can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Twitter at the number 4THN and just show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.